Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. What's up? Everybody, how you doing? Welcome to The Double Talk. Of course, I'm one half of The Double, Corey Coleman, but over here, I'd say you had the most important half of The Double. You wouldn't have this meal right here if it weren't for this man. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Christian Torres. Christian Torres, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. Uh, I, I said this before, but the separate but equal thing, uh, this might be the one time where that applies. Definitely didn't work in the American South, but maybe on the double dock, you know, we actually achieved the uh, separate but equal mandate. Can't you ever just say it fine? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> you, <I'm fine>. no. <laughs> No, no, I'm glad. No, I'm glad. I just thought it's funny every week. I say, "How you doing, man? You know what? The fate of the world." Uh, I'm like, yeah, "Oh, you know, clouds. They're out there. They weigh a billion pounds. <laughs> jumping worms. Yeah, no, I get it. This time, I just wanted to say that we are the realized version of the Jim Crow era. That's all I'm saying. Put that on my gravestone. There you go. In other words, he's fine. Everybody, good to have you here. <laughs> okay. Oh, that man. He he thinks so deep. He thinks so much. Nothing can just be a simple hello. Thank you. Fine. And how do you do it? It has to be always something deep. Always something going on in that head of his. Get it out. Get it out, man. It's fine, fine, fine. How are you? How about how are you? Tell me a tale. How about that, son of a bitch? Uh, oh, now watch this. Look, I'm good. Yeah, you see how that works, man? <laughs> no, not really. I have, I have follow-up questions. What does it mean to be good? What is the nature of goodness? You know what I'm saying? I take things very deeply, Corey. What's the nature of goodness? It's fine. You see? You see <laughs> My mind's blown a little bit. <laughs> you see how easy that is, man? No, it's good to have you here, Christian. And I better stop with all this. I'm fine, good, all these salutations and all these the niceties here. And you need to quit thinking so deep because you got to be somewhere very soon. I'm going to get into things very quickly here. Yeah, yeah, um, we have a hard out today, unfortunately. But we're going to have a good show. We had some, some fun stuff to talk about, Corey. Yeah, yeah, man. I am going to uh, – I'm going to be respectful of this man's time. And we're going to try to get this show going a little sooner than what we usually do. But great to have you people here. So you know what? So I'm talking about getting things going – Let's go ahead and holler at these people over here. These people that you know, they're not just people. How dare I? That is not nice. These people, they're not just people. The family. Chat family, that is. Not you. Not you. <laughs> them. <laughs> well, oh, you damn. too. But I want them right here. Chat fam, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Brandon Black Weirdo is up in here. Star Dance. How you doing? 
Uh, did either of you guys see Don't Breathe Yet? Well, they wouldn't let us breathe in a theater to watch this, man. We got to actually, well, they didn't give us a screening. We got to pay for it ourselves. So I'm going to go see that tonight. Or I'm going to go see that tomorrow morning or something. So we'll have it for Sunday to talk about. But we're talking about many other things here right now. Uh, this is not the movie review extravaganza. This is the double talk. And we'll tell you what we're going to be double talking about today. What is this? Ebony in the, oh, I'm sorry, Ed Boy in the cut. Victor Necro Funk. Still funky. How you doing, man? Good to have you here. Still Necro, still funk. Let me see what else we have. Who's it? Who? Austin Ick. Ready to die. Well, don't die yet. Wait till the end of the show to do that. Uh, <laughs> is Chad Hanks West? Oh, <laughs> who did that to Chris Herman over there, man? We talked about Chet Hanks yesterday, and somebody, since it is a white boy summer, they decided to combine our white boy with that mm. white boy, and you got Chet Herman over here. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that. Herman doesn't deserve that. No, he does not. No, I, I wouldn't wish Chet Hanks on anybody, <laughs> not even his father. My best friends, my worst enemies. Oh. I can't wait to get you guys in the same room one day, man. So I can see you guys. Yeah, I'm going to break a broomstick and let y'all go at it, man. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like uh, any fight from Star Trek that first season. We're just going to circle <laughs> each other. Like, fucking music's going to be playing. I can't wait. We can sell that on, like, double toasted paper. Oh, yeah. Shit, maybe we can do that one of our live shows that's coming up, man. Which we'll tell people about a little bit. But for right now, I want to welcome all you guys here on the show today. And since we have to be out of here fairly soon, I'm not going to wait for any kind of... Chugga chugga, ain't no. I'm not waiting for no choo choo. I'm not waiting on no hype. I'm not waiting on no trains. We are getting this show started, and I'm going to tell you what the show is about today. What are we double talking about today? Got a mix today of entertainment and some slightly hilarious, slightly sad point of politics right here. I will tell you about that in a little bit. But first, before that, we have Kevin Hart. Today, did he insult Don Cheadle? A lot of people are mad at Kevin Hart. They're laughing, but they said, that's not cool what you did right there, man. Don Cheadle is one of America's greatest actors, and you just going to sit up here and disrespect him like that? Or did he? We'll talk about that. You probably saw it on Kevin Hart's Peacock show. Uh, also, you know, I love the zombies out there. You love the zombies. And... I don't mind a new zombie property every now and then, except this one that they're coming out with is not very new. Some people said it's not even needed right now. You're taking a classic, and what are you doing? What's the point? Or is there a point? We'll, do it, we'll, we'll be talking about, what is this, Zombies of the Animated Dead or whatever? What's the Night of the Animated Night Dead? Night of the Animated Dead, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. This man's already playing his hand over here. What about me, though? You know I love the zombies. Do I agree with this man over here? You know I love Night of the Living Dead. Is this, speaking of disrespect, is it disrespectful to try and do what they did with it here? We'll talk about that. And, Ashtray, bitch. and we'll talk about Ashtray, bitch. No, thank you, Shady Baby, for the subscription right there. And people, I, look. I might sit up here and disagree with uh, people. What, oh, what happened? What's going on? No, no, no. I just wanted to see where you were going with this. Anytime you start with this, it's going to be – I was just buckling in. That's all. Oh, Continues. no, no. I, I might disagree with people. I might even be angry at people for their opinions. But there are some people that I look at 
who are on the other side of the political spectrum from me, and they are so far in that area that, look, I don't want to see people publicly implode. I don't want to see people publicly have a meltdown. I don't want to see people have nervous breakdowns in the you know in front of everyone. I'm looking at this guy right now. My question is, and who is the guy? Well, we'll tell you about him. I'm just telling you right now. That's that pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Mike I, I'm, I've been laughing and laughing at this guy. Y'all know the man's a former crackhead. I've been laughing at this guy. And now, I'm, I'm, believe it or not, people, I'm starting to wonder, should I be feeling guilty about this? Because this man is going so crazy. We'll talk about that in a little while, along with anything that you guys might bring to the show. But... Let me see here, folks. Once again, thank you all for being here. And it is Friday the 13th. That's one of the reasons why we're talking about Mike Lindell. The and, scariest thing in America, Mike Lindell. Yeah, well, kind of. I'm, try- I'm trying not to tell you everything and save it for the segment. But there sure. was- Friday the 13th does have uh, a big significance with this pillow dude over here. So we'll uh, talk about that when we get to it. Again, like I say, with whatever you bring. Happy Friday the 13th to you all out there. Thank you for being here. And let's go ahead and move on with the show. Part of that is inviting you all here. Well, you're already here. You're in the chat, both of them. But if you would like to actually be a part of the show, I don't know, maybe have an email read. You know where to send it to. kcoolmans at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. You email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and our advice. Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and face to the book. Copy all that information down right there. Memorize it. Love it. But it's no good. It just sits there and rots and dies if you don't use it. But if you are using it, and I'm getting all your wonderful emails, all your nice messages. I don't know, even you might be giving me some insults. You go to hell, Corey. Well, you know what? Talk to this man over here. Find me over on Instagram, Christian.Monster, Facebook, Christian L. Leon Torres. And I know some of you, but I want to know all of you. So come find me. I would like to know all of you, too, when you're healthy and you're not infested with viruses. So what I'm going to tell you to do is, speaking of infested with viruses, Austin's very infested. We're at level five here. Uh, I don't know what that means. I just know it means bad. So if I were you, I would stay away for right now. So if you're coming to Austin, Texas, whether you're moving here, uh, stay away from us. If you're passing through, keep on going. But when things get better and people are healthier, when this world is in a better place, you email us, kcoolmans at gmail.com, and you let us know what your plans are. And if part of those plans are being healthy, then maybe, just maybe, we can hang out with you. <laughs> a little singing lesson there. <laughs> Beautiful, man. You know, that's the only thing I can sing, though. <laughs> that's all right. But you sing it beautifully. You know what I mean? Yeah, Why wait, man? the wheel? You already nailed it the first time. Oh. Somebody, yes. Somebody said, Corey, stop being such a bigot on your show. No. <laughs> that's the one thing I won't do, goddammit. No. In fact, because you said that I'm going to be a bigger bigot, I'm going to be more bigoty than I ever was. 
The biggest bigot. That's going to be like a reality show produced by us. It sure is. It sure should be. I'm going to be the biggetiest bigot, the most biggity bigot I can be, man. Well, do like 10 people will get the biggest bigots from the different corners of America, but you're the final boss. Like at the very end, they have to out bigot you. And it's a it's a fool's errand, sir. Yes. Yes, man. But I'm no fool. I'm, if I'm going to be a bigot, I'm going to be the biggest bigoty bigot I can be. So the answer to that is uh, no. Of course, I'm saying that because I don't think I'm a bigot. But hey, you know what? If that's the way you see it, chances are I'm probably going to double down on whatever it is that's making you, man. So sorry. You in the room. Please. Really. Anyway. <laughs> I love how confrontational we are today. This no, I'm not even confrontational. I think the dude is joking. That's why I'm... Uh, that's why I'm uh, messing with him. I'm, I think he's playing. I'm not even mad. I think the dude is joking. I'm just playing along. Oh, somebody said, I want a two-piece bigot in gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Let's hire them. That was a good joke. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know the dude is joking, the dead one. I, I know you're joking. I'm, I'm joking with, around with you, man. I, I really was. I was just having some fun. Uh, <laughs> I think that was funny the way you said it, though. As uh, I love it. No, no, no. You guys are fun. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at anybody. You guys are actually pretty funny. You guys are cracking me up today, <laughs> especially the two-piece bigot with gravy. I love it. You're a bigot. You're a bigot. Man, who made that? So, wh- damn, Ryan. You're a bigot. You're a bigot. You're a bigot. You're all bigots. You know, the, the, the fallacy here is that we think that Ryan made that this quickly. Ryan just has all of those pre-made ready to go. He's Batman. He's 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 fucking planned for every contingency. and is just waiting for the word bigot and then files it and throws it into the chat. Uh, uh, oh, OK. Somebody said the comments on the YouTube. The dead one was saying the comments on the YouTube video were calling you out. I was referring to that. Oh, I didn't like again. I didn't think he was serious. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let me guess. Is it a. Was it the Chet Hanks video that people are mad about? Oh, it had to be, yeah. Yeah, if somebody's calling me a bigot on that, then their priorities are fucked up, man. <laughs> because, I mean, you wait a minute, you're going to get mad at me for calling out a dude for sitting up there spreading lies and misinformation about a dangerous pandemic? Fuck that dude. Fuck anybody who, who supports him, who, call, who calls me a bigot. Hey, if that makes me a bigot calling him out, then yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> now, that's where I'll say yeah. Yeah, only one comment. Oh, the Wigger comment. <laughs> I, bl- I blame Rita. I was just thinking this the other day because Colin Hanks is from a previous marriage, I believe. If I'm wrong, then this oh. immediately disproves my thing. But Colin Hanks is from a different marriage, and he looks exactly like Tom. So I, in a weird way, misogynist that I am, blame Rita for Chet Hanks. You know what I'm saying? Because we saw the Tom yeah. Hanks jeans go to a good place, and all that was left was uh, a, a Chet Hanks-sized <laughs> hole in our hearts. <laughs> I, I, I said the other day, I don't even think that Chet Hanks is their son. I think Chet Hanks. That's where the Wigger came comment came in. I said I, th- I think a pack of Wiggers put him on their on their doorstep and just left. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe it. Yeah, roaming roaming caravans of Wiggers were were going around the <laughs> metropolitan side, leaving babies on doorsteps. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, said, I, I was talking about. That. I'm gonna ask you. I mean, I'm sure there probably is a picture out there. I'm just saying, have you ever seen a picture of Tom Hanks and Chet Hanks together? Uh, never, not once. Like fucking Colin Hanks has made movies with his dad and shit, but I don't, yeah. I've never seen anything. I've, there's no birth certificate. Like that's the real birtherism we should be talking about. Yeah. Who's Chet Hanks' real dad? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll go to I'll go to Chet Hanks's. I'll go to Google over here. 
and see. Let me see here. Oh, okay. Well, fuck me. First picture that comes up. They're right there. Chad Hanks and Tom. I think nah, that's Photoshop. That's just Photoshop. That's just Photoshop. That's a cardboard standout of Tom Hanks. That ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't here. Chad Hicks just goes to like Madame Tussauds just so he can get a picture with his father because his father won't put the time. <laughs> that's, that's a wax. That's a wax dummy. <laughs> yeah, shit. Chad Hanks is to pull out a goddamn hair dryer right now. That shit would melt. <laughs> that ain't no. I ain't Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, no, no, no hate. Personal hate against Chad Hanks. It's just this fucking guy, man. Just he's always out there appropriating. I know this dude ain't really. Tom Hanks is not your fuck. The what? The the nicest, but one of the whitest dudes that you'll ever meet. Nicest guy. I mean, who doesn't love Tom Hanks? But one of the most nicest and whitest guys you'll ever meet. You mean to tell? And his son, who was raised in privilege and in wealth. You mean to tell me he's talking like he's from the streets and that's natural? Fuck no. That motherfucker's out there. There's a lot of reasons to be mad at Chet Hanks. That motherfucker's out there acting black when he know he ain't black, tried to use the N-word at one time, and now this motherfucker's out there trying to talk about the pandemic, talking about it's the flu and psych, fuck y'all, I'm tired of wearing a mask. You rich fucking brat. Fuck you. Put that fucking mask on. Somebody take that mask and shut up his ass and his then down his throat. Fuck this dude. People, I was, that only made me mad because I just heard on the news yesterday how in the hospitals, children are getting sick now. Infants. Over the irresponsibility of stupid-ass adults, infants are dying, and this motherfucker decides to get on TikTok or whatever and talk about, psych, pandemic ain't shit, I'm tired of wearing a mask. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Fuck your fucking privilege. Fuck your ignorance. I don't give a fuck about this guy, man. And again, it's nothing personal. It's just what he says and what he does. You're fucking, you're, you're an attention whore, man, in the worst way. Anyway, how y'all doing today? <laughs> Uh, it's good to see y'all. I said we're going to get this show started, so we're going to get this show started. Uh, before we do that, though, I got to tell you guys, once again, today we're going to be talking about three things here, and we're going to get to them pretty quickly. We're going to be talking about that animated Dawn of the Dead. Why are they doing that? What's up? Night of the Living Dead, sir. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, Night, Night of the Living Animated Dead. Also, that's a classic. Why are they doing that? Uh, also... Uh, maybe there's a good reason. We'll find out. I haven't seen it yet. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is insulting Don Cheadle, one of America's treasures out there, one of America's greatest actors. And Kevin Hart bites him on the show, brings him on, and immediately insults his guest. Or did he? And what happened? We'll talk about that. And that pillow man. That pillow man is <laughs> slowly having a public meltdown a nervous breakdown, and I've been laughing at this guy for a while. I feel a little that you know that's why I know I'm a good person because I don't even like this guy, and I'm feeling a little guilty about this now. I'm feeling a little bad. I'm feeling a little sympathy. Oh, Corey, what is going on? Are you getting soft? Well, maybe, maybe I'm getting as soft as those pillows out there. So we'll find out. But you're yeah. not very soft, by the way. The shitty pillows. Have you tried one? I've had one. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh, you got to get the crack rocks out of him, man. <laughs> that's, that's where he's hiding it. That's how he gets away with it. <laughs> he hit him all in your pillow. So, yeah. He knows where to find me. Uh, 
Somebody said, I saw this where he was having a meltdown. I could not stop laughing. I mean, I'm still laughing, man. I ain't, I'm not lying, but I'm, I'm starting to feel a little guilty and bad about it. Uh, but, folks, I want to tell you guys, looks like we are having a full-fledged tour, starting with Double Toasted in New York. That's going to be Friday, September 20th. Oh, man, that's approaching quickly, very soon. We have now less than a month, and also we have less than 100 tickets left for the show. So it looks like this will probably, most likely, most definitely will sell out. So if I were you, well, you know, if I'm telling you this right now, it might be too late. But do I need to say, get your tickets now? Go to DoubleToasted.com to get your tickets, or go to X1Entertainment.com forward slash double dash toasted dash Brooklyn. And join us for a night of comedy, some games, and also some nice chit-chat going on. Some lucky few are going to be joining us backstage for a birthday bash. It is my birthday weekend. Also, a lot of pre-gaming going on with a backstage cocktail party. And I'm working on, let me see, I might have it now. I'm working on, well, shit, Uh, I just got... Let me see. I just got confirmation. I knew if something was coming over. No, no bullshit. I didn't plan this. Uh, I just got an, uh, a text, not an email, a text from the booking agency that looks like we're doing the, the, the whole tour is confirmed. The dates are there. So, folks, not only are we going to New York, but apparently we're going all around the country. So if you miss New York... You can probably catch us in another city, but if you're nearby, you definitely want to catch this show. So do that. Do that now. Get your ticket now. But we got shows coming up in L.A., Chicago, Dallas, and two shows back-to-back in Florida. We got Orlando, and then we got Miami. So Double Toasted is coming your way. Look for dates and times very soon. Yeah, it's going going to be a very tired... 2021 for me at least what's remaining like i'm gonna make half of those shows like that's the good la's in my backyard orlando my family lives there i could probably make it out there this is gonna be exciting i mean how do you feel this is like your biggest tour tour right yeah no this is an official tour like we haven't ever really have a had a tour we've done like some dates that i felt like we could do because i don't like to leave home that much because we do this but yeah right. man uh yeah it looks like <laughs> it looks like it's a full-fledged uh official tour now so and uh, the, the booking agency, yeah, I'll tell you what they said. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, this is a date. Orlando 121 confirmed. We're ready to get this baby on sale. So it looks like, okay, I guess I was wrong. That's going to be uh, January that we're going to be doing uh, Orlando. Like I guess I just saw this. So there we go. Do we have dates for like <laughs> L.A. or Chicago or any of the other ones yet? Oh, man. I, you know, I don't know when they're going to put the 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 actual uh, sales up or the dates up or the, you know, the other. They're going to put up all of the uh, announcements on the ticket site, on the ticket sales mm-hmm. site. They're probably going to do that today or maybe to, or maybe Monday because we got we have to talk about everything. But uh, yeah. What were you at? What did you just ask? I said, do we have dates for the L.A. show? Because last time you did an L.A. show, very famously, when I got married, and I was not in L.A. to be there, and I was very sad about it. Uh, so I'm just making sure. Do you know when the L.A. show is going to be? I think November. 
okay, I'll be back. Oh, this is great. I'm so excited. I mean, I know this is like your achievement, but I'm like so excited for you. You're gonna you're going on an actual tour and you're going across the country and shit. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of wild. It's gonna be very interesting to see how this is gonna be handled, man. Because I mean, you know, we're not like a band where we can just tour back to back, and that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to do a whole week of just going. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Because uh, we have to come back and stream, so we just can't. We have to have uh, weeks in between so that. We, you know, everything balances out. We don't want to lose money because we're not streaming. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. Uh, so, yeah, man. Somebody said, can we pre-order tickets? I don't know, man. I don't know yet. I mean, like I said, it's not up on the on the, on the the official ticket selling site at this point, the whole tour. But they're going to get that up at some point. So, I don't know. They, you know, they, 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 they tell me everything at the last minute. So... Always the last to know. Yeah. No, well, it's my agent and the booking agency working together, and they're cool, and then they get everything worked out, and then they just, once shit happens, and they tell me, they're like, this is where you're going. So, <laughs> yeah, the ticket sales were so cool for New York that the, the agency, they're like, nah, you get your ass out there. No, we can, no you, 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 you hitting the road. So, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm so excited, and I just can't. Hide it. Well, we don't want you to hide. We want you there, starting with New York. So people see you in New York, and apparently we'll see you in several other places too around America. I even asked them about London, but uh, that's going to be, we're going to see how this tour works out first. Because to be honest with you, since we've never done a tour, I hope ticket sales are as good as they are in New York. Because you know, when we when we start doing all these other shows and all these other places, like I've never done Miami before, and I especially want to know how it's going to be when we do two shows in Miami where they're kind of you know back to back, sort in the same proximity. So yeah, it's like five hours difference. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like some people who are in the northern part of the state are going to drive a couple hours to get to Central Florida, like Orlando, and then all the people in the South will just go to the Miami one. Like that's the thing. Florida's huge, man. You have different population sources. Yeah, yeah, man. So I, you know, I'm listen. I'm not going to be full of myself here. I'm not going to be. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if ticket sales would be as high as they are in New York because you know I just don't. I, we just never done this. I mean, L.A. I'm pretty sure will sell out and be fine because we've done L.A. Chicago, done Chicago. Cool. yeah, Chicago yeah. was cool, so Chicago would probably be all right. Uh, but Dallas, I don't know how Dallas will do, man. I mean, I hope it does well, but I'm not sure. And uh, I'm sure one of the shows in, in uh, Florida will be fine, but I don't know how that's gonna work out. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Hey, we, you know, we're gonna sell out all of these shows, Corey. Have some faith in yourself, son. You're, we're gonna kill it. I hope so, man. I'm looking at the dead one. He says, Corey, I own a taco food truck in Los Angeles. We listen and watch your show live on YouTube while we work. You make the day go by faster. Nice, man. Well, hey, thank hey, you, which, man. Which food truck? Yeah, I can like go out there. What, what's the plug your business, guy? Thank you. You should tell us which food truck, and we'll look it up right now before we move on with the show. We'll go to the site. Let's see the food truck, man. Uh, let me see. Put up a link to it in the chat, and if you can do that <clears throat> fairly quickly, I'll put it up, and then. Let me see here. Somebody said you forgot you have surrounding states for your Florida shows. That's right. I didn't think about that. So I guess some people who might be close by, they Georgia can fly in. Georgia and Alabama people. 
I don't know about that, man. They need to keep their ass at home. Her in Alabama, just <laughs> the surrounding states. That's all. I'm not. I'm just talking geography. So Alabama just soaking in in, in Delta right now in the Delta variant. So. When I said Alabama, I saw your face visibly drop. <laughs> like it, the energy went out of your body. <laughs> just the mere mention of Alabama gets me ill. Oh. Um, well, I don't see the I don't see the uh, cl- uh, the link to the taco truck. But hey, when you get it, let me know. We'll try to talk about it. Right now, folks, uh, very quickly, and then we are really moving on. Uh, Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash double toasted. Get warmer toasted, hot and butter, golden brown, and crispy. And get some perks for helping us continue to do what we do. Also, go to dtmerch.com. And get yourself some classic items like the classic black tea, the white logo, and many other things before we switch our stores, which is happening at some point. I keep threatening you with that, but it is going to happen. And you're watching us here on Twitch. So while you're here, go ahead. Stop freeloading. Subscribe. Get a free subscription, which Amazon, which Amazon, which Amazon Prime account. And also, you can gift a subscription with that Amazon Prime account. And... Tell your family, tell your friends to follow us. We'd love to have them. Uh, let me see here. It's called the El Chato Food Truck. I'm going to see if we can pull that up. El Chato. I love that name. Oh, it's off La Brea. <clears throat> Let's see here. El Chato. Oh, there it is. Right there, man. Comes right up. Look at that. El Chato Food Trucko. Pull that up. Take a look at this. I might go there today. Like, I'm going to be in that area a little bit later today. Damn, they got got a lot of photos. 720 photos on here. So where are they they located? Uh, So it looks like they're near Miracle Mile, like mid-Wilshire. So it's it's close to it's it's not far from Hollywood. It's like near Fairfax and La Brea and all that. Food looks good. Damn. Yeah, it looks really good. All right. Well, when we get to L.A., man, we're coming by the food truck. Damn, that looks good. Is that the food truck right there? <clears throat> Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. Welcome. El Chato. All right, man. Well, thanks for the tip. And here's a nice review. Uh, no, I'm legit gonna show up either today or tomorrow. So, well, get a taco for me, practice. man, since I can't go. No, I got you. Can you? I'll mail rent me? a helicopter. I'll airlift a taco. I was about over to say, to you can, in yeah. Can you mail me one? Yeah, I got you. Put in some dry ice and shit. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Uh, oh, that's you. You. I mean, you're. That is you. Me. You look like a tasty taco too, but. I meant to look over Racist. here. <laughs> hey, people, if you want to go check out the El Chato food truck, the taco truck, they're located off of, uh, go to 5300 West Olympic Boulevard. That's in Los Angeles. Zip code is 90019. And check them out today. Tell them Corey sent you. All right. Let me see here. We're going to go ahead and get into the show. Uh, but before we start, we got to take a quick commercial break. Now, we will begin the show while the commercial's playing. I'm sorry. You're going to miss just a little bit. You wouldn't have to if you got that subscription. But if I don't play these ads, well, 
It's either you or me. Mr. Twitch will beat my ass. And believe me, it's definitely going to be me over you. We'll be right back. Damn, I'm always awkward when you press that button and nothing happens. So just <laughs> sit up here. <laughs> so let's see. All right, let's go ahead and get started, y'all. Oh, where we at? Let me see here. Let's oh, it's go lagging on us now. Oh. Is it dropping frames right now? It's dropping frames on my end, too. I'm looking at it, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let me see here. People talking about kind of laggy. Yeah, according to your new neighbor, because, uh, you know, Julian's <clears throat> moving to Austin, I think today, yeah. actually. Uh, it's dropping a bunch. Is it? Mm-hmm. Damn. I don't know why it's doing that. Uh, Somebody says it's fine for me. But now, now, now. Uh, clearing up. All right. Maybe it's just a little lapse here, man. Okay, it's good now. All right. All right. Look like. Oh, somebody said it looks fine for me right now. It's fine. All right. They said I can see you guys. Okay. Oh, looks like we took a perfect time to take a commercial break. People can leave while we lag a little bit and get ourselves together. But it looks like it's fine now. Okay. All right. Let me see where we are. All right, then. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready, sir. All right. Let's get this going over here. People, you know one of my favorite motion pictures out there. Maybe you don't know. Let's get to know me for a second. You know, to to hell with this guy. Let's talk about me. You guys know that I love zombies. Uh, If you follow me for years, you follow me on that other website, especially that other website, you know I love... Zombies are one of my favorite horror genres, genres in general. Uh, So, if you love zombies as much as I do, you know you got to pay respect to Night of the Living Dead. This is one of my favorite movies out there. This is a movie that created a whole subgenre. Now, a genre within itself. And this all started with the little black and white movie. This was made in what, 1969? 68. Yep. 68. 1968. Revolutionary. All you zombie lovers out there, all you people out there watching The Walking Dead, all you people out there watching all these zombie comedies, even the cartoon zombies for the kids out there, you wouldn't have that shit. If it weren't for one George Romero in his movie, his revolutionary independent film, Night of the Living Dead. I know you're afraid. I'm afraid too. But we have to try to avoid the house altogether. That's my point. Well, there's not going to be five or even ten. There's going to be 20, 30, maybe 100 of those things. And as soon as they know we're here, this place is going to be crawling with them. You know, this movie really is brilliant, man. This movie is so ahead of its time. I mean, it's a movie that, again, just created a whole new form of cinema. But it's also a movie that's ahead of its time. This was a movie that cast a a black lead as its main character when a lot of people wouldn't have done that. They actually let him shake a white woman, too. This was Now... If you've seen the movie, spoiler, they shoot his black ass at the end. But a lot of people, and most black people want to be mad about that. But it's such an awesome ending, man, that a lot of people, they, uh, they forgave that. It actually, it's a, it's a very clever ending. It's a sad ending. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ending that makes a statement. This movie is even kind of making a statement. It's a brilliant, brilliant film that's done so much in one movie that was pretty much scraped together as far as the budget goes. I know you love this movie, man. 
This is one of my favorite horror films ever. I just uh, got the 4K 50th anniversary, and it's amazing. Like, I watched it the whole time, and I was like, that's going to be an old movie where I'm going to have to forgive some of its oldness. And at no point did I feel that way. It's seriously riveting for the entire time. Yeah, man. No, they uh, – I mean, when you, you should read how this movie comes together. You should read the history of this film. I mean, I, it, it, it's hard to uh, – it's really hard to, uh, uh, to to imagine that these guys even knew, especially George Romero, that what you know just how influential this movie would be. I don't think they realized it, man. Uh, forget a you know no, you can't forget about it as a horror movie, but watch it as a horror movie, but also watch it as an amazing historical piece of cinema, man. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love it, which is why I have to ask. Why the fuck are you doing this? And what I mean by this, so they took this, <laughs> they took this, uh, this, this amazing black and white movie right here, and decided, you know what? I, I, I would say animate, but I'm gonna say, let's take it and trace over it because it's almost like a frame by frame, uh, uh animated version of this. Uh, it, it's, it's got color. They've added more gore. And I look at the trailer because at first I saw it with you and I'm like, well, you know, Christian, I, maybe you're just hating because you're just that much of a fan, which I understand I'm a fan. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be open minded going into this. And I'm kind of there with you, man. I'm a little puzzled as to why they're doing this whole this this frame by frame animated remake of this movie right here. This is the National Civil Defense Headquarters. There is an epidemic of mass murder with no apparent pattern or reason. The killers are eating the flesh of the people they kill. Remain in your home. Keep all doors and windows locked or boarded shut. That's all for now. Now, I'm going to tell you something, man. I, I saw this, and at first I thought, and I'm being serious, I thought, what is Christian losing his shit about, man? This is a cool YouTube animated uh, independent a uh, uh, film right here. I thought it was like and a And then short... Warner Brothers popped up and you were like, what the fuck? And then that Warner Brothers logo popped up and I was like, you motherfuckers, y'all are real, man, y'all are just, you are really digging to, 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 to get some cash right now. I mean, you are really reaching just to make some money. I saw this, I, I, if you look at it, I thought that this was just some dude at home or some chick, some animator who just loves Night of the Living Dead and decided to just kind of do like this experimental animation of it man i didn't know it was a whole fucking movie done by warner brothers with all the fucking money in the world and i had to say that because when i look at this nothing against the artist who worked on this but that animation looks cheap as hell man yeah nothing about that looks good hey don't look at it i need you to get some wood <laughs> well don't shoot how long have you guys been down there that's the cellar. It's the safest place. All law enforcement agencies have been organized to destroy the marauding ghouls. Good lord. Stay safe out there. Some of us can go out and try to get to the truck. We've got to get down into the cellar. If you're coming, come on! Let me 
coming to get you, Barbara. Night of the Animated Dead. Look for it on digital and Blu-ray. Get that fucking box out of here, man. That box... <laughs> looks like y'all put more money into the box than y'all did in the actual movie, man. Don't even look like this shit. Look, at, look how cool that box looks right there. Characters don't even look the same. Got a black lesbian on here and everything. <laughs> I thought, and no, listen, I don't, I'm not trying to insult anybody, even though I know I'm going off on this, but man, this looks like, seriously, when I saw this, I thought it was brilliant when I thought a high school student animated this. And I'm looking, I'm like, is that what y'all did? Did y'all just not have any money for an, a real live action remake? And y'all just got, y'all just you got a copy of Flash, a laptop, and some high schoolers to animate this shit? I mean, I really don't get it. They're making all of these cool, they're making all these cool animated shows over on Netflix, man. And now we're getting used to seeing sort of Thanksgiving the the anime uh, treatment, yeah. you know, like Castlevania over there and a few other things that they're making, man. And you know, they're doing a lot of things. And they're adding like a lot of great animation to it. And then you come and look at this, and it's like, okay, I don't, I, you know, I. I don't know who, who this would appeal to. The fans of Night of the Living Dead, they're like, well, I got Night of the Living Dead, which is a superior movie. You know, it does, and as cheap as this movie was, it don't look as cheap as that. Uh, people who are animation fans, they're going to be like, why would I want to buy this? This, this I, I've, I see better animation everywhere. And, and film, film purists are going to be like, why are we doing another shot-for-shot shot remake of something? Uh, I've seen the movie. I've seen the actual movie. The movie's great. Why would I want to like? Why, why do I want to insult that film by doing this? Oh, but because we want to add more gore. Well, if you want to add more gore, then go fucking make a live action movie that's a reimagining of this or somewhat uh, a, a, a reboot that does something different. This is a I, I don't I, on every decision that they made here. I'm confused. Not angry. I'm just confused. I'm with you. Look, I think the problems are twofold. Number one, you nailed it. You're an animator. You have a fond appreciation for animation. You usually try to find something to like about animation. Uh, and when yeah. you realize the amount of money that went into it, you're like, this is really poorly designed. It doesn't look particularly appealing. But my bigger problem with it is like the zombie films in general. Romero is this genius who used every single one of those films to talk about something at large. Right. You can go through oh, the Dawn of the Dead and you can do Day of the Dead. They had themes. They had things that they wanted to say. Night of the Living Dead came out the year Dr. King was killed It featured a black protagonist who yeah. is a fucking hero. And I said this to you earlier. I'm like. Yes, the dead have risen in this movie, but the bigger fucking scandalous thing is that there's a black guy in the house. Like, it's this brilliant thing. And you mentioned the ending. That ending, Jordan Peele initially wanted to do that with Get Out. But he's on. He's like, hey, maybe this one time we could actually have the 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 happy ending where like the black guy who is very rightful and doing all the things he's doing does not get killed for it at the very end. So my problem is like doesn't look particularly good. Seems to have taken all the social context out of what makes Romero films good. And I'm not saying every zombie movie needs to have a social context, but all of Romero's dead. I have no fucking clue who this is for, why it was made, and it, it really upsets me. Like, Remember when uh, Gus Van Sant did the shot-for-shot Psycho. Psycho remake? Yeah. Why? Like, why should there be two versions of anything that's identical? You know what I mean? If you want to go and do something really weird, as much as I didn't love the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead, it also didn't – it wasn't line for line. It wasn't shot for shot. They tried to do something different with it. Yeah. This makes no sense, man. Yeah. Well, that's that – couple of things there one you hit it right there they already did a night of the living dead remake they did it back in 1990 with tony todd Candyman. and you're right they didn't they tried to do little different things here and there california have 
released reports focusing on the phenomenon, specifically on that trance-like state. Every shelter is becoming a trap. Are you sure we're going to be all right? Cooper, you got to help me out! And every road out... Don't stop no matter what happens. ...is just another dead end. Shut the fuck up. And keep in mind that also, when that movie was, uh, was remade... This was remade in 1990 before the big zombie craze took off, man. You know, zombies were always popular, but, you know, zombies as far as becoming like, a, 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 you know, a, a, a legit genre, uh, that happened later in the 90s, man. Uh, you know, probably kicked off by something like uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. But, mm -hmm. you know, and then you 28 Days Later and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I would say like early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, 28 Days is 2002, I think. And then Dawn of the Dead was 2004, 2005. So yeah. it was right around that era for sure. Yeah. So this was, you know, this was uh, made before the zombie stuff even took off. So I can I can understand them doing this. You know, they weren't doing it to cash in. I think they do it. They did it to see what it would be like, you know, with modern effects. See what it's like in color. Probably, you know, doing things that George Romero Wanted to do but couldn't do on his budget at the time. Also, restrictions with, uh, you know, with ratings and whatnot. I think this movie was even rated X. Night of the Living Dead was rated X when it came out. It was called, uh, at the time, it was called uh, uh, an, an orgy of violence <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie shocked a lot of people at the time, man, with, uh, with what it was doing. But that's, that's, that's one thing. They've already done it. They had a reason for doing it, and they did it better uh, than I think that didn't what I can see so far what they're doing here. The other thing is, you're right. There was so much social commentary going on with this. And there's a, you know, the, the, the what they're doing with the, uh, with the animated one, it doesn't seem like they're taking into context. Like, look, man, we're living in a time where, you know, there's a lot of racial reckoning going on in this country. Uh, this movie was addressing that racial the, the, all the racial inequalities and whatnot at the time, uh, again, by making the black man one of the scariest things in the movie, even though you got a countryside full of undead white people walking around, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people were scared of the black dude. And they, was kind of, they were kind of making a point with that. Uh, you know, if you were going to remake this, even doing it with this animated style, I wouldn't care so much. I'm going to, man, I'm, I'm getting really... I'm getting really. It sounds like I'm just being mean on this on this this animation style that they've chosen. I would not care about the animation as much. I wouldn't give a fuck at all if they were doing something with it. But they're only remaking this to what add more gore, to add more to add more, you know the the be more graphic with the violence. And it's like, well, when you you know that wasn't the point of the movie at the time, man. And if this movie had taken the time to go off and actually make a point with now, let's make a different point with the black character in here. Let's actually, you know, because that's what George Romero was doing a lot of things. He's always trying to make a social statement. You know, the the Dawn of the Dead was about consumerism. You know, in uh, this right here, man. At this point, where we have all this political and social uh, up uh, uh, unrest going on. You want to remake this movie with this amazing point? You want to remake it with some, you know, some cheap animation and just to, just to, to, to accentuate the violence? At least that's what it looks like right now. Now I might see it and be like, "Huh, that was interesting. That was pretty cool." It's possible that we're both being bamboozled by a really <laughs> bad trailer. Me. 
but I don't think that. I think it's going to be real bad, man. And and like you said, the first one dealing with racism, dealing with that that big unknown kind of fear that people were feeling as a society. Second one's about consumerism. The third one, Dawn, Day of the Dead, which is underrated, uh, is is about the crossroads of humanity playing God. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we are now doing shit. I don't see any iota of something that it's trying to say there. And it's not that I'm super, super beholden to the original, even though I think it's like a perfect movie, but it's like, if you're going to make anything when it's like, it's like, if you're going to remake jaws, what the fuck else are you going to do with that movie? Like, there's no point in doing that, but night of living dead zombies, they are ripe for you to imbue whatever Mm -hmm. message you really want to talk about within it. And it just seems so much like a missed opportunity that this has nothing to say, at least from the trailer. Yeah, man. I, and if you want to talk about the violence, the violence was never really the point. I mean, they had fun doing their version of gore at the time. And, I mean, look, when you look at it, I'm against just going in. There's some movies who, that's, you know, that's, that's their thing. They want to go in and they want to they, they put as much gore and, uh, and, and blood and graphic violence in there. And sometimes they're having fun with it. And I do love that. I do love that. When they know that they're doing that and they're aware of that and they're not pushing any other, other thing aside for it. But sometimes, if, if you're making something a little more serious, the violence is not the point. The gore is not the point. Uh, and and, and if, if you leave something to the imagination while you're making that point, the gore and the violence can actually be a, a little worse. I mean, there's a scene in, in the movie where these people, you could tell they're eating turkey legs and chicken. And, <laughs> you know, they, you could tell they just got back from the meat market or the deli or they just stopped at Popeye's or something. And... It's clear. It's very clear, but it's still effective because the movie has already pulled you in. That's a big ass turkey leg from a Renaissance fair. That ain't that. You know that is not a human limb right there. It's a mutton chop. <laughs> so yeah, man. You know that's that that I'm 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 being a little harsh on this, only because the the trailer really isn't selling anything. I just don't see any point here for this. I, I other than hey, you know what? This is oh, this is lying around. What can we do with this? So looking at this, I'm just thinking like wow man all right maybe we'll watch it and they have something in there and i might watch it just out of curiosity now since i've talked so much trash just to see how it is but i hope it's more if i do choose to watch this i hope it's more than what i'm seeing right here because nothing here is telling me i need to watch this over the original or any other uh number of zombie films or shorts or properties that are out there I think what's also really interesting about it is they don't really lean on the legacy of Night of the Living Dead other than, you know, remaking it shot for shot. They're not like, you know, the great one of the greatest horror films of all time. None of that shit. You know what I mean? So so you're like, oh, maybe there is something here uh, buried beneath the surface. And I'm saying, like, if they had anything resembling that, they they would have put it in this trailer because that's precisely what the original is known for. So very little faith in it. Uh, but if you watch it, let's totally do it. I, I would watch this just for train wreck purposes, Corey. Yeah, all right, maybe we will. Maybe we will, man. All right, then, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Moving on. Ah, so Kevin Hart. (laughs) Kevin Hart, man, has a show on Peacock. And look, I know Kevin Hart is not, you know, look, he's a point of ridicule by some people because he's everywhere. I mean, you know, he's every other movie. 
I'm sure when The Rock looks under his shoe, he stepped on Kevin Hart. He's under there, man. You know, Kevin Hart is everywhere right now. Some people say a little oversaturated. So people are a little harsh on Kevin. But the thing with Kevin is that people say Kevin's, if you know Kevin, and if you've worked with him, he's a nice guy. They say he's actually a very sweet guy. And he uh, has a show on Peacock just to show people how nice he can be. Except to Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle came onto the show, and Mr. Nice Kevin Hart, the guy that everybody said is so sweet and so cool to work with, invited this man into his show home, and I believe Kevin uh, Kevin Hart. He waited. He asked uh, he asked uh, Don Cheadle how old, how old he was. Don Cheadle barely got his age out before we saw this. Always to me, that's sort of the golden noose of it all, and that's the blessing and the curse of it all, because we're very fortunate, obviously, to be able to create these opportunities for ourselves and for our kids and be in a position for the first time in my family, probably in your family, mm -hmm. to have a shot at whatever this generational wealth things means mm -hmm. and have annuities and put things aside so that, you know, when we're not here, you, people are taken care of and hopefully it lasts more than just one generation. Um, but at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because it was a sorry, thought. No, no, seriously. It was dude, a thought. It was I'm a not, thought, and I blurted it out. I'm I did fine. not mean it that I'm not, way. I'm fine. Okay, but just understand, I didn't mean it the way it came Let's, out. We'll take a poll on how you meant it with I'm, people here later after the show's over, but... I can sit up here and honestly say, buddy, that yeah. that was from yeah, a place well, of yeah. love. Got it. Like, damn. Oh, that was from... Like, damn. You didn't... If we could play it back right now... Play it back? These are two different dams. Play it back in slow motion. There yeah. wasn't no... Damn. I said, I it said... There was no, like... Wow, that's I that's said, amazing. damn. No, you said the word damn. Do you want me to tell you how you said it? I know I was... Awkward. <laughs> uh, right when... It's funny because right after Kevin Hart said damn, everybody else said damn. <laughs> so there are different dams going on here. Now, I uh, <laughs> a lot of people are, are putting it out there saying, well, I think there was some shit thrown out there too. Well, shit, Kevin, that was rude, man. And, I, you know, I think what sold it is, <laughs> I think what sold it is, uh, what, made, uh, what made people feel really awkward here is that long stare that Don Cheadle gave him at that moment. Let me see if I can back this up. Because <laughs> when I saw this, that's that. I, I recognize that stare. <laughs> that's the stare that, I, that my dad had before he slapped the shit out of me. Same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm about to come across this table, motherfucker. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> and the, the cool thing is that the hand is already up to backslap his ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, just, I also I want to say something for Don Cheetah, which like I remember watching maybe for the first time. It was, uh, it was Out of Sight, the Soderbergh movie he did with Clooney that was based off the Elmore Leonard thing. And I have been watching this dude for like 24 or something years. Right. And when I was a kid. 56, well, you knew what that looked like. It was old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he looks incredible. Like, oh, yeah. Cheetah looks amazing for his age. No, he looks no, he looks amazing for his age. And I so look, that's <laughs> that's what Kevin Hart meant. Kevin Hart just had 
No, I believe that a couple of things. Oh, you think he meant? You think he meant it as a compliment? You're taking his side because if you watch the rest of that clip, he then tries to gaslight Don Cheadle into how he said the word "damn" and that he didn't mean it in a mean way. I do believe he meant "damn" as in like "damn, you look good." He just, like he said, he had a thought. He farted out the word, and it just, it just came out wrong. I think he really meant like "damn," but he it should have quickly been followed up with. Damn, you look good. Or uh, damn, I wouldn't have known. You know, when you just put damn out there like that, that can be interpreted a lot of ways. And I th- I think Don Cheadle gave him that moment to actually put the rest of the sentence there. There was a there was a moment where he was giving him a chance to say, Wow, you look amazing. He gave him a chance to kind of backtrack or you know, save himself at that moment. But being that just that Kevin Hart just kept looking back at him, you know, you look guilty as fuck when you just look back at somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the yeah. thing is, he very timidly said he was sorry. Like he knew immediately that he fucked up or that it was at least taken the wrong way. So that's my favorite part is that like he then says, "Oh, that's not how I said it. This is how I said it." Four different times, and each time the fucking volume goes down yeah. a little bit. Like he softens <laughs> the blow. Man, when, when if somebody looks at you, and you just look back at them. You look guilty as fuck. You can say, ask me right now. Say, 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 Corey, have you, ask me this. Corey, have you seen my wallet? Corey, have you seen my wallet? Corey, have you seen my motherfucking wallet? (laughs) Yeah, now I see like, motherfucker, give me my wallet. (laughs) It's like I got it in my pocket right now. (laughs) I don't have your wallet. I don't know where your wallet is. I might be thinking, I might at that moment be thinking like, well, shit, I saw it somewhere. Where did I see it? But if I don't say shit, I look like I stole your shit, man. Yeah, you're public enemy number one at that point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think there's a couple of things. First of all, I think Kevin Hart meant it as a compliment. You know, I'm 56 years old. Damn. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then the apology comes up. Now, the other thing here is that I think that both these guys are very talented Don Cheadle is an amazing actor. They, in, in, you got one guy who's a professional comic, one guy's a professional actor. They know how to pick up cues. They know how to read things. They know how to go with something and make entertainment out of it. So Kevin Hart, I think he really didn't mean it like that. And he was probably expecting for Don Cheadle to be like, oh, thanks, man. But when he didn't and Don Cheadle just stared at him, they both made it into a bit. You know, that's why Kevin Hart, he picked up on it. So I can make this funny if I seem guilty. So he said, I'm sorry. So his delivery was funny there. And then Don Cheadle just staring at him. He knew, like, man, you know what? We can both make this entertaining. So, damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you could tell that kind of acted, man. You know, they're both rolling. he He starts playing into it for sure after the second, I'm sorry, I think. Yeah, man, he's playing into it. He's, you know, both these guys are, these guys are amazing, man. They're both funny as hell. Uh, so, you know, I, when I looked at this, I never got mad. I never thought that, oh, my God, he insulted Don Cheeto. What I saw right here, I just saw two guys who are such professionals who have been doing this so long, they knew how to pick up a moment and make it a piece of entertainment. And everybody's looking at this and laughing. So, yeah, man. I think this is funny, well, I think that's what's really interesting about it, right? Because I, I get the backlash to Kevin Hart, but I actually kind of like Kevin Hart in as much that he puts his foot in his mouth a lot. Like, that's a thing that he's done. And 
even though he gets himself in trouble, I never have the feeling that he's inauthentic in any way, right? Yeah. That's sort of what's missing from these late night talk shows. We all know, like, oh, the host goes and sees the person before they work out a routine and shit like that. And this, I don't, I truly don't believe was a routine. I think it happened on the moment and then it became a bit that they did, but it wasn't like they pre planned that stuff. And I kind of like that vulnerability <laughs> that happened with Kevin Hart because he constantly will fuck up. I think the damn was 100% real. And then everything afterwards was like, all right, like, we got to this moment because there's a little bit of authenticity in this type of format from Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I no, I think yeah, I 100% agree with you, man. I think that the dam was real, but I think that uh after that they both they both knew to make something out of it, man. Uh, Don Cheetah's amazing, by the way. So, you know, that was that was funny. You know, whatever they were doing, they 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 accomplished it. Everybody's having a good laugh at this right now. Uh and I just admire these guys for again, they're just just the, that level of talent to where they can pick up on each other like this and be funny, man. You know, this professionals, is professionals, man. Yeah, yeah, no, say what you will about Don Cheadle. Everybody's pretty cool with a lot of people. They mess with Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart, you know, he, like I said, he's probably at this point maybe to some people slightly oversaturated. But I, I've always thought Kevin Hart was funny, man. I think he's funny with everything. They like it, like with everything. No, it's hit and miss sometimes. But I, most of the time, I think he's a very talented guy, and. um and you, I think that's a moment where you can see that right there. You get two talented people like that together. Chemistry's strong, man. It's great. Well, one day he's going to do one of those moments and not get, like, he's he's interviewing, like, Miley Cyrus next, and he's got, like, other people. And I just want him to, to come across the wrong person who ain't going to pick that up. You know what I'm saying? And see yeah. how badly it backfires. He's lucky he pulled that shit with Don Cheadle, America's sweetheart, Don Cheadle. Yeah. No, I, I think this guy's hilarious, man. Don Cheadle's really funny, too. So, he's yeah. just been like one of those low-key amazing actors he's been putting his head down and working for 30 years i mean i don't know like the first place i think i saw him other than out of sight he was like in that golden girls continuation show it wasn't even the golden girls it was like golden palace or some shit uh and he was like the one person of color on the entire show and it was really really adorable my point is he is that good he's just put his head down work do you watch the showtime show um was it black monday no i heard it was good though Brother, just the price of admission alone, like Don Cheadle is so amazing in that show, like a captivating, energetic performance where when he's on screen, you you are like magnet, like, you know, magnetically pulled to whatever he's doing. Yeah. Uh, and I just I think it's amazing that he's doing all the Marvel shit and it's never come at the expense of doing other interesting roles for him. You know? Yeah. No, I I think that uh, have these two made a movie together. No, I was going to say, I don't think so. And I was thinking about what you said about The Rock earlier. And I'm like, yeah, let's get them together. Because clearly they demonstrated some chemistry here. Yeah, Don Cheadle and Kevin Hart. I mean, by this clip alone, these dudes need to make a movie now. Somebody, there's an executive that needs to look at this and say, fucking get him in the office right now. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 this made my day. I had, such a, I had such a good laugh at this, man. Such a good yeah, laugh. Yeah, no, it was adorable. Also, good for the internet who usually uses their powers for evil, but to, to rally around Don Cheadle when we needed him the most and when he needed us the most. I want to see that show Black Monday. Let me take a look at this, man. Uh, watch just the trailers of that alone, and it'll really sell you on Don Cheadle. Yeah, let me see here. Black Monday trailer. Let me see there. Don Chino, Regina Hall. Okay, this, so this is on a, this is on HBO. I mean, I'm sorry, Showtime, right? Showtime, yeah. Yeah, let me see here. Damn. As if I already have, don't have enough streaming services right now. And too many shows to watch. <laughs> Double D. No, Mom! 
Looks like you're doing pretty good, huh? I get way more respect in here than I ever did on the outside. I think it might be time to sell that Nintendo stock you put me in. No, 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 it's gonna be huge. Now, who does a bitch have to shift to give a hot pastrami on ride from Carnegie's up in here, okay? On it. One, make you melt like the sun. Quitting Wall Street was like a blessing. Technically, you were kicked off forever. Two, I can make it all about you. I'm dedicating my career to gun control. Oh! Specifically, the abolishment of it. If Jesus had a gun, he'd be alive today. It's my job to bring the Lehman Brothers into the 90s. You're not a Lehman. You're a um, Jew. No offense. Heard worse. I've said worse. I can basically use your company as my own personal ATM, and I don't need ass to mouth. I was thinking that. <laughs> I had an interview. Uh, that guy right there, man. He was uh, he was great. Um, wow, God damn it! What's his name? Oh, oh, is it Paul? Paul Shear. Paul Shear. Yeah, Paul Shear is great, man. Paul Shear is a awesome guy, man. Uh, yeah, I'll check this out. I'll check this out. Yeah, I would say what's interesting about that trailer is that the first two seasons are set in the '80s, and so like everything is louder, everything is bigger and more extravagant, or whatever. So like even that Don Cheadle seems like a subdued version of the character he played two years earlier. You seen that show that uh, he did? That show that Don Cheadle did? Uh, not that not that show, but that movie he recently did with Oh Soderbergh's movie, No Sudden Move. Yeah. Yo, man, that's good. I mean, it, it's it's wacky, but it's like Soderbergh makes it work, and all the performances are so good in that movie. Yeah, no, he's great in that. All right, let's go ahead. Since you gotta get out of here, let's go ahead and do this last thing here. Can we start up? Just I want to say like a like a national Don Cheadle Appreciation Day though, because I do love that guy, and <laughs> I feel like we don't we don't remember him enough as being great. Yeah, man. No, he's uh, Don Cheadle. Look, Don Cheadle's amazing. Everybody knows that. Don Cheadle's awesome. Just don't ask him to do a British accent. That's the only thing he can't do. That fool tried to do a British accent in... The Ocean's and movie. Ocean's yeah. Eleven, and he sounded like what exactly we thought he sounded like, a black American trying to do a British accent. He sounded... You know what he sounded like? He sounded like a chimney sweep or something, man. I know. <laughs> He's, he had a worse accent than uh, with Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, which was a notoriously yeah. bad English accent. Yeah, he was doing like some Oliver Twist shit, man. He even had on fingerless <laughs> gloves, and it's like he was like a street urchin doing a cockneyed accent. I was like, what the fuck, man? Uh, let me see here. In, the, in that second Oceans movie, they put a lampshade on it because there's a scene where Julia Roberts has to play Julia Roberts. It's a it's a bad movie, but oh, yeah. there's a part where he's like, the first thing they're going to notice is the accent. You got to make sure you get the accent right. And I thought that was very funny coming from that character. Shit, I looked up Don Cheadle British accent and what they had on there. They had, the title was the worst the worst British accents of all time, and he's one of them. <laughs> They oh. immediately called him out. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Oh, yeah, here it is. What the fuck? Hold on. Here it is. It's the rule. No, that's the rules for someone who understands the rules, which Bank don't because he already broke them, so he don't get the chance. Pretty spooky, that. What the fuck? <laughs> sound, sound like Don Cheeto with a cold or something. <laughs> Nothing against, hey, everybody wants to try that British accent at one point in their career just to say they've done it, you know, because so many Brits come over here and take our accents. You know, we almost feel like we got to do it to them more often. But Don Cheeto, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day. It, you it keep working on it. It Ocean's wasn't then, though. 14 no. is on its way, probably. Yeah, he like, like people say, he tried, man. No, that's, that's the rules for someone who understands the rules, which Bank don't because they already broke them. 
so he don't get the chance. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he stops speaking English, even though he's doing an English accent. Yeah, he starts sounding like Brad Pitt and Snatch. <laughs> 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 the pikey? Yeah. Do the fucking care about no fucking wheels? You're just like, what the fuck did he just say? Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, man. But I'm rooting for him. Let me have another try. I think he's throwing a governor in there, too. Governor Wanker, he all, all the one, all the uh, all the go tos, man. <laughs> they went in there, <laughs> might. Hello, Governor. Like I said, let's establish an appreciation for Don Cheadle, and we're going to his one failure as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Thanks I, for that. That was me, man. That was me. That was <laughs> you. have no responsibility with that at all. All right, let's go to our last thing here, so we can get you out of here, sir. Talk Are about we that frozen by chance? I, I hate to interrupt you, but I, it froze up on on the Twitch chat here. Oh, I am. Are we frozen, people? It's me smiling like a creep. That's what I got. You know what? I'll go and take a look. Let me see. I'll refresh and see if you are actually frozen. Oh, I hope not, cause I do not feel like having to go in and start this over. Hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I says we're good. All right. All right. Maybe it's just my thing. Yeah, it's just you. It's just you stopping the show. All right. Says. <laughs> You're the one freezing things. All right. Let's get to our last thing here. Let's talk about the Pillow Man. We're talking about Mike Lindell. You know he's that he's called that Pillow Guy. It's funny because every time I see him with these pillows, like he's molesting these pillows or sexually assaulting oh, these yeah. pillows. Oh, yeah. Did you see what I named that picture when I sent it to you? No. What'd you name it? I was like, this guy really wants to fuck this pillow. Like, yeah. it's not even a suggestion. It's it's totally implicit there, you know? Yeah. Every time he's hugging a pillow, he looks like the biggest fucking creep, man. Like, you don't see his other hand here. Look, his pan is right up in that pillow right now, <laughs> man, doing appropriate shit. This guy, yeah, this this... I wouldn't. Let me ask y'all something. For all, you know, because everybody talks about these pillows. These pillows made this man a billionaire. Would you buy a pillow from a dude that looked like that? I wouldn't. You, shit, that pillow probably got all kind of fluids on it and this shit anyway. <laughs> you know, like, this dude looks. I, I've seen people look less appropriate with human beings than he is with this pillow right here. <laughs> I've never felt so 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 scared for a pillow for an inanimate object in my life, man. Shit, if you look close, you can see tears coming out this pillow right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody would buy a pillow from this guy. You want to buy a pillow? Fuck no. Not from you. So why people are buying all this other bullshit from this guy, I don't know. But this is the guy that has been, he's been out there ever since the election, the last election between Trump and Biden. Now, we all know that. I guess we don't because half the country's still crazy behind this shit. But reasonable people know that whether you want to, whether you like the the candidate or not, reasonable people will say, "All right, you know what? The country has spoken. Biden won the election." I'm not sitting up here bringing any kind of politics or anything into it. I'm just saying, you know, it is what it is, man. That's the way it worked out. But this man has been on this crusade for Trump, and has just doubled down and gone harder on this crusade. Ever since the night of the election, ever since Trump has just been lying and telling people that he won. You know, I mean, Trump is a cult leader and I and I can see him just having this influence on some of the people out there that might have be, that might be of less intelligence or are less social status. But this man's a fucking billionaire. 
This man sold a billion dollars worth of pillows and sheets. And I, I don't know why this guy has such a hard on for this one thing here. But the, what's going on with this is that it's now it was, it was listen, it was uh, the shit was wacky in the, in, when, you know, at the start. I mean, it was kind of crazy in the beginning. You could you can make up anything. Who can? No, you can't. You, this you, is where you are, no, this you are is just where, going to have no, a no, demonstration. No, 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 no. no. This room. is where you're wrong. We're giving it to all the. We're giving it to the cyber people that show up. We're going to give them each state. Here's a state, Georgia. They can take it How apart. You could possibly be the victim of a scam here. Well, then why don't you come to the symposium and make $5 million? Are you worried about me? We should give a hug. You're worried about home, Mike? Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Yes, we are. This guy's, listen, I've sat here and watched this guy many times, and I've said, this asshole, this son of a bitch, this, this motherfucker over here. And I've looked at him with contempt because spreading this information, as we've seen with the riots on January 6th at the Capitol, it's dangerous, man. It's potentially dangerous to keep pushing these people. But this guy, he hasn't slowed down. And I'm now at the point where he, this is a billionaire that keeps doing this shit. And listen, y'all, y'all know this, man. And because I've made jokes about it. Everybody's made jokes about this. The point where it's kind of an easy shot right now. But y'all know that the man is a former crackhead and i'll use that word former loosely because i'm beginning to think that he's i'm and this is not a lot of people make these jokes but i'm beginning to wonder is this fool smoking crack again or is his brain is he is he was he was he such a crack addict addict that it fried his brain does he have crack brain right now and i'm being serious like it's this like did he smoke so much did he suck on that glass dick so long that it has affected his mentality? And I feel bad about it because the man has made a million dollars, a billion dollars, and he's willing to lose it all over some crackpot conspiracy theory. And I'm just thinking you had to be fucking nuts to do that. And are, are we laughing at a man? Are we laughing at a mentally ill person? Now, I know we don't like to do this because they've, they've used mental illness to get people off the hook for a lot of things. You know, usually for a lot of people who... A lot of white criminals, they've gotten off the hook by trying to plead insanity. Sure. So I'm not trying to do that right now. But I look at this guy and I'm saying, and I'm going to show you after I hand this over to Christian, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, are we slowly looking at a guy have a just a very gradual nervous, a, a, a public nervous breakdown? Are we laughing at somebody who's mentally ill? Because while I've sat up here and, and, and taken, I've sat here and taken glee in this man, making a fool out of himself, and now I'm beginning to think like, well, shit, maybe this isn't funny. Maybe this guy really is mentally insane. He's about to lose it all because he's fucking crazy. But I'll go to what I really want to show you. But go ahead, man. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I just want to add something very briefly here, which is like you said, uh, you've talked and looked at him with contempt and contempt is much easier to have than compassion. Now, like you said, a lot of assholes will say I'm mentally ill to get out of something, but I really don't get that vibe from this weird pillow fucker. You know what I'm saying? Like he really seems to believe the things that he's saying. And if you if you believe with all of your being that you were right and everyone else was wrong, like, I guess you would act this fervently like he's doing as well. But it freaks me out because I don't think he is willfully spreading lies the way the Trump administration people were Trump himself. All, you know, the Alex Joneses of the world. Yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. I, I think 
think this guy's a true believer, which is horrifying. Like that someone is that fucking brainwashed. I think he's emblematic of uh, how a lot of people sort of felt for the, the cult of personality of Trump. The difference is he has enough money seemingly to know better and to uh, not squander all of it. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, I think the dude's fucking mentally ill. Now, does that garner our contempt further because he's saying horrible things? Or do we have any compassion for him? I think it's really hard to be compassionate, but I would implore us that maybe we should try. That's my two cents. Yeah, no. That, that, <laughs> I think it's dangerous because you get... Oh, thank you. Thank you a lot. <laughs> I appreciate it. Let me cut that down. I, I think that this... Another reason why this is not funny, because let's just say that this man really is out of his fucking mind, which I do believe he might be. You got a guy with a billion dollars man who's out there losing his shit but as we all know it's easier to go and i don't know contain capture <laughs> get put into treatment put in put into therapy somebody who doesn't have as much money somebody who has you know who doesn't have so, so much influence it's easy to take somebody off the street it's easy to put a you know probably get a family member in the treatment and put them on medication when this dude has as much money can't nobody make him do shit and with that craziness that he has he can go out there and influence more people to be just as crazy as he is people are probably on the brink of losing their fucking mind like he is with not as not as much money because i tell you if this asshole was out on the street talking the same shit that he's talking right now, but he just wrote on a cardboard side and shouted into the fucking sky at passing cars, everybody would be like, oh, that fucking guy is nuts. But because he has money, some people think like, well, shit, he must be legit because, hey, how else could he have gotten to where he is in life? Uh, maybe there was a moment where he was stable, but that that crack residue kicked in and he was already a little bit insane anyway and now it's with, with nobody to restrain him he's fucking let loose like the goddamn like a like a crackhead Tasmanian devil man um here's what i want to show you though this is what's crazy so now this is where i'm talking about having money and giving that to an insane person do whatever they want to do this is where it gets fucking nuts you should. It makes me think you should have a mental evaluation before you are allowed to have a million dollars, man. Um, he has these cyber symposiums now, and CNN is talking about this now. I want to pull back and say, like, I don't think that CNN. I'm not looking at them and, and and thinking like, oh, CNN is right. CNN got them. I don't care, man. CNN is just as biased as anybody else out there. I've Definitely seen Definitely not of the pinnacle of journalism for sure. No, no, not at all. But they did. I mean, but Mike Lindell is there. They did capture footage of this cyber symposium. This cyber symposium is supposed to be something where he's going to expose. He's going to expose all of the lies and all of the secrets and the whole conspiracy and it's going to blow it up. And the reason why I'm talking about this today, the reason why I gave you to talk about because it, it is August 13th, Friday the 13th. Mm. And just like Jason keeps coming back, they thought that Donald Trump was going to come back and be president on this day. Why? Because, well, it got pushed from the 9th to the 10th to the 11th to the 12th to the to, to now to the 13th. Every day is... Trump was supposed to be returning like Jesus or rising from the dead or some shit. And, and uh, it's just not happening. But today was going to be the day, you know, that this was going to happen. And a couple of days before, yesterday or something, he had a cyber symposium to let people know, like, 
I got all the answers here. And when he comes back, you're going to see that all of this was correct. I was correct. But it is, it is sad, man, because this is a crazy man spending all his money just to dis, just to have a public public display of how delusional he is. And sure. his, this whole thing is melting down around him. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me no, wait, just forget about the evidence. If I'm right, that China took our country right now. Do you care? Would that bother you? Would that bother you? But you have to show the proof for it. No, would would that bother you? Of course it would. Okay, then why do you think I keep going? Do you think I like getting attacked? Lindell invited the media and cyber experts to the symposium to vet his claims. We went along and brought Harry Hursty, a world-renowned cyber and voting machines expert. If you see something in there, if you see some data that does seem legit, that does show that there was some sort of fraud, you're ready to investigate it, right? Absolutely. I, I will follow the evidence wherever the evidence will go. This was attacked. Our, the whole technology was attacked. So the conference was supposed to begin about an hour ago, uh, but Lindell is having some problems with streaming live the event on his website. He's claiming without any evidence that it's because of an attack, that his systems have been attacked. Look at this. There's hacks and cyber attacks every day, as you can see. And as, and as usual, it's the same crowd around these things, these old, these old white people. Out there just waiting to have, please, these old white people want these brown and black people out this country. It's so bad that they're listening to a, they're watching a fucking crazy man melt down and make a fool of himself on stage. They are so desperate for, to, get to, this, to get this country to whatever fucking perceived thing it was before that they look, listen to the, they're going, they paid money or at least they're paying with their time to show it up to look at a fucking crackhead give false information for whatever kind of conspiracy theory he has going on i people i i'm laughing but i'm just thinking man you know should i be laughing at this dude this dude is it, it, the more this goes on the more it shows how crazy he is this man has done so many different things he had a he had a telethon he tried to start a, a network every time it happens all of it it just blows up it implodes around him and I'm, I'm thinking, man, somebody come get this motherfucker before he spends all this money on nonsense. I mean, at this point, he he's he's doing all of this shit with no proof. It never works. He just he could just be throwing money into the fucking streets right now. It's going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe that's the best we can hope for, right? Because most people think he's unhinged and he's not super believable. I mean, obviously, there's like 45 percent of the country that believes that he's believable, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so maybe the <laughs> best thing we can hope for is that uh, he spends himself uh, into bankruptcy and can no longer have the platforms in which to espouse that shit. When I think of this dude, it reminds me like, all right, so I'm not a huge Bible guy, but I've always really liked the book of Job. But I always like to reimagine it because Job gets tested. I mean, Job's just get, just <laughs> continues to get shit on and shit on and he never wavers in his faith and people think oh that's such dedication and I'm like no Job has to believe that otherwise he's the most unlucky motherfucker in the world it's like so so Mike Lindell has, has built this yeah. like foundational lie so much that he needs it to be true otherwise he has become an insane person who has sunk a bunch of his personal wealth into a sinking ship yeah yep I mean, I, I hate to see that much money, even for a guy like this, because money can be used to just help things, man. I read an article yesterday. 
It's funny how people don't think of this, man. I read an article yesterday. It was written by a girl who says that I go out and I, I behave like, I behave like a struggling artist or, or just uh, a, a struggling creative, just so mm-hmm. I can fit in with people. And that was kind of a cool angle. She says she changed her way of talking. She doesn't let people know, what, you know, about her family or what she, she you know, even she she even has a, a like, I guess whenever she's around, she even has maybe an apartment to kind of have as a front as being a common person. It's, it's, it, it was weird. I got to be that rich where I could buy a poor house for when I want to slum it with the poor. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's kind of what it's like. It's like, wow, okay, so you, you, can, you can afford to look poor. You can, you know, you get this. I'm so rich, I can afford to be poor. I have the money to achieve the aesthetic of a poor. That's amazing. That it, it, it was so, and it, it was interesting. And I said, okay, well, I get that. You know, you don't want people using you. You don't want people to, to you know, you don't want people to be uh, 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 disingenuous around you. You know, I get it. But then it delved off into, oh, and the only problem with Tev's having so much money after she went off and said. I'm I'm rich. I'm filthy rich. I like I I I, I don't have to work, and I never plan on working. I had horses growing up. I had nannies. Uh, you know I uh, I you know I never have to work a day in my life again. The only problem with that, oh poor me, I is that I just have no drive in life. I have no passion. I don't know what I want to do. I you know I just and I'm I have no I have no I'm single. Uh, because I just can't relate to some people. Some I just don't. I just don't know. Poor me, right? And she says, and "Just admit it. You hate me too." I'm like, well, when you put it that way, fuck yeah, I hate you. Because yeah. wow, I don't. Bit. Yeah, just to, when you put it that way. Not I understand. Rich people have emotions too. I get it. But when you come crying to me talking about, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know. You have all the fucking money in the world. Why don't you try helping people? You know, why don't you go out there and try to give? Sink into philanthropy. You know, you're sitting on money and seeing people out there. You're talking about like all oh, these poor people out here. I wish I could be like them. Well, you know what? Why don't you fucking help them? And you know, and that's what I think about this. This man has billions of dollars. Like, man, I, the, the, besides seeing him have a this this public meltdown, I'm thinking like, fuck. You know, I hate seeing this money wasted. There's so much that could be done with this money to help people, and he's putting it out there, just wiping his ass with it to try to tell people a lie. So I don't know, man. But again, I think it's a lie he believes to be the truth. It doesn't make it any less irresponsible. It's fucking horrific. But I I think that that's the separation. That's the difference between being actually mentally ill and insane and then being a willful, ignorant asshole trying to sow the seeds of discontent. And he's he's achieving both. But I think his intention is to be one of them, which I think makes it a little bit more sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. It's sad all around. Take, Take this money out this man's hands. Put this motherfucker. He's like Elmer Fudd or some shit. You know, just <laughs> just yeah. out there. To- he's, he's he's what Chet Hanks becomes if not dealt with. Yes. Damn. He kind of looks like an old Chet Hanks too. Yeah. There you go. Get the get get put this man a straight jacket. Lock him up and get this money away from him and give it to somebody who can be responsible with it. Because this shit is just sad all around. This is why I look at like, you know, this is why I look at when when people have money. What's wrong with having money? This this shit right here. So, yeah, people, there you go. There you go. Anyway, I got to take one more break. We're going to read an email, and then we're going to send this man on his way. Because he got to get out of here. You still good? Uh, am I taking up too I'm much? I'm good. Time? I'm golden. Let's do it. We're good. All right, then. Folks, hold on. Let me go over here. And, people, we will be right back after 
Oh, let's see. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Uh, let me see here. Oh, y'all, thank you so much for being here today. I'm just looking at my emails over here, my gamels. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Lorenzo Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's a weird-ass question. If you ever had a chance to direct a Frankenstein reboot, who would you cast in the movie? Mike Lindell. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's dream casting, baby. <laughs> uh, Chet Hanks. <laughs> I don't know. If I had a chance to do it. Oh, man. Okay, this is uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know what? I tell you. I got a good one right here. Who would I, who would I cast? Two people. And let me go ahead and put them in both so you have a visual so you can see what I'm talking about. There's two people I definitely cast in a Frankenstein movie. So yeah, I got one, but I'm partial because I'm Spanish. Let's see if we're thinking the same things. Okay, these are white guys I'm thinking of, so no. Ah, uh, well, never mind then. Yeah, so the all right. Uh my first choice would be let me pull it up here. Oh, uh, let's see here. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn got a Frankenstein head. I'd go ahead. He's already got the frame of a, of a giant undead guy. Sure. Yes. Why not? Yes. <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself. So, yes, he would be one. And the other, let me see here. Let me find a good picture. The other would be John Cena. I would cast John Cena as a Frank, as Fra as the Frankenstein monster. If that's what With we're that muscle about. mass, hell no, man. Come on, that's not dead muscle mass. Imagine a swole ass Frankenstein, Corey. What are you talking about right yeah. now? Come on. Well, look, man, he's gonna be covered in like a potato sack or something. Anyway, you're not gonna see, you're not gonna see the whole thing. I, I, I'm used to. First of all, he's got he he does have a Frankenstein head too. It's kind of blocked off. He's got that. You know, like like the the like John Cena. His head is like angler man it's like a it's yeah it's like a box or something it's not round like a like a like the average human head i'll give you that he does have the boris korlov like uh jawline like square head very rigid stuff you know what i mean so i'll give you that one also okay. we shouldn't be too like picky about this i mean like Bob, robert de niro played the monster so it's not like we're going for fucking authenticity really yeah um I think like, other than reanimating Boris Karloff, who is legitimately, I think, one of the most iconic people to ever do acting. Uh, I really like Javier Bardem. Did you ever watch the movie? Uh, what is it? The Sea Inside Me? Yeah, you did. Right. He's like he's a paraplegic. He doesn't move. He's a quadriplegic throughout the yes. film. And he's able to like do so much with just his face. Right. And I figure like, all right, he's already got the accent. It's thick. Think uh, Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. But like as this uh, undead learning monster kind of thing, I uh, fucks with that. That might be interesting. You know what? I would have probably said Javier Bardem, except do you remember when they were going to have the Dark Universe? Oh, who is he going to be in the Dark Universe? He was going to be the monster. Oh, I did not know that. I really didn't know that. So he was already cast for it. When, when the plans were there, because if you remember, they had that whole fake photo shoot. Yeah, I remember like Russell Crowe was there. I remember like uh, Johnny Depp was there. But I and I guess Javier Bardem was there, but I had no fucking clue who he was playing. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, well, great so, minds. So you almost had it. You almost had your wish until uh, 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 Tom Cruise fucked it up. 
Yeah. Who's the other guy? Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who looks exactly like Javier Bardem. You can use him, too. That's fine. <laughs> he does, man. He, yeah, he He's really does. the same does. person. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, and oh, that's right. I'm looking at the chat. Angelina Jolina was going to be the Bride of Frankenstein. Might be interesting. Isn't someone still trying to do Bride of Frankenstein? Which is like a really good sequel that people sleep on for some reason. I've never, you know what? I've never seen Bride of Frankenstein. It's really good. I mean, all right. So it's not as iconic as the the Universal film, but the Universal film is not really like the book either. You know, what I mean, that's what I'm saying. When we were talking about Night of the Living Dead earlier, why create something that's identical to the thing? It's like Mary Shelley's book is very good, and that Universal movie is very different, but also great. Like one of the best movies we've yeah. ever made. I wow. Let me see here, man. No, I just remember that. She woke up and that bitch was like, fuck this. <laughs> you, know, I'm not, you want me to get with that? Yeah, the mon- here it is. The monster meets the bride. It takes me back to high school, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> With your cousin love. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah I, I think that's why I, I didn't watch it because it's so sad. Mm-hmm. It hit know? a little too close to home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I relate too much, man. Oh, somebody said bad touch. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, there you go. There's our casting decisions and. Uh, and there's the end of the show. We got to get this man out of here. So, Christian, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Toasties. And we'll see you next week. Yes, we will. Uh, folks, let me see here. I want to thank all of you for being here today. I want to thank Wax Tom Hanks for being here. <laughs> uh, Baby GTG, Bid P, Austin Ick. Oh, Grand Hendrix. Have fun, y'all. Mr. Double Aaron. Oh, thank you guys. Jackpot the Don says, love you guys. Love you too. Mr. Mr. Lava Man Shaba says, uh, much love. Much love to you too. I like this. Bean Cannon says, yo, great show. That's probably Chet Hanks right now. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. Gabby Lachey, Terrell Pizza. Good show, gents. Hey, thank you. I had fun. Oh, let me see here. All right, guys, we're out of here. Thank you so much, and we will see you soon. Uh, I'm not going to tell you guys once again how to support. You know how. And if you don't, ask some. Excuse me, ask somebody. But do check us out in New York. We have less than 100 tickets left, so get your tickets now. Go to doubletoasted.com or x1entertainment.com forward slash double dash toasted dash. And we will see you soon. Whatever the 27 short be. days, Corey. Oh, is it 27 short days? I got the countdown. I see it every day. Oh, my God. Way to put the pressure on me, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. But then, uh, kcoolman at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. You email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and advice. 
Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Copy all that information down right there. Memorize it. Love it. But you got to use it. And if you are using it, I'm getting all your emails. Christian Toria. Find me on Instagram, Christian.Monster. Facebook, Christian L.A. on Torres. I know some of you, but I want to know every single one of you. So please come find me. And we'll get to know all of you when you get clean. And you know what that is. You ain't got that Rona up there. And we're all hanging out with each other again. If you are coming to Austin, Texas, and you are clean and things are good, let us know. Kcoolmans at gmail.com. Let us know if you are moving here, just passing through. We'd love to safely hang out with you. All right, everybody, that is it. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to or watching this, goodbye and stay toasted!